Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite film podcast. I am one of your hosts, Trey, and I am joined today by my lovely, lovely co-host, Evan. Evan, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Yeah. Just got off work. The weather is beautiful, finally. I mean, yeah. it's sunny and blue skies, but it's three degrees. God, but fuck that. three is, like, really nice right now. Yeah. I drove home. God, I, I, I didn't even terrible. wear a coat. Oh, my it was great. God. Good shit. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm doing good as well. I finally got a job this week working at Chipotle, so oh, yeah. that's a W. Um, I don't have to worry about money shit and getting a job shit anymore. Yeah. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Yeah, that's pretty much all I've been doing, watching watching films. I started watching, um, I've been trying to get watch TV shows more. You know, because when I started watching films, I kind of stopped watching TV shows. I was just like, all right, let's turn on another movie. Uh, so I started, I picked up watching Suits. This oh, week. yeah. Uh, kind of, it's kind of terrible, but it kind of bends. Yeah. I've um, heard it's super cheesy. It's really cheesy, but it's addicting. My parents um, and my brother loved it, and they were like, watch it. And I was like, I'm watching Succession, so no. Dude, I need to get on <laughs> Succession. Um, I'm also picking up uh, True Detective, the new season of True Detective. I need to watch that. Which, it has very big, like, John Carpenter... Oh, really? Like, the Thing vibes. Um, that's pretty oh, good shit. so far. I, I started rewatching Silicon Valley. Have you ever seen Silicon Valley? I've seen the first season, because my girlfriend's a big fan of it, so we watched some God, of it together. It's dude, really funny. It's so funny. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> Uh, TJ Miller, I just watched this episode last night. It's like my favorite episode. Um, is uh, the main character Richard is trying to get Adderall from like this eleven year old, but then the eleven eleven year old tricks him and gives him like a I don't know what he gives him. Um, but then Richard comes back and the eleven year old is like, "Fuck you, dude! Get the fuck out of here!" And Richard's like, "Oh, geez, okay, I'm sorry." And then Ehrlich, played by T oh. TJ Miller, who is the most unhinged man on the face of the earth comes out and just walks up to this and he's like you you just brought piss to a shit fight and just (laughs) full-on slaps this 11 year old oh my god it's so funny um but yeah Yeah, watching tv is weird like obsessed with just logging movies yep and then i'm like sinking 30 hours into a tv show for one log in my I'm literally brain rot. Like, like this is yeah. A, like I watched well, all and some of stuff Twin you Peaks. can't even log either. It's really only yeah. like limited series. I yeah. think I wish you could log the separate seasons of True Detective because I yeah that'd be they're, good. They're all like their own stories, so I feel like that, that's kind of considered a limited series. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, let's get into it. We're gonna start off today with our usual movie news. Um, biggest thing that's kind of been happening, um, the Oscars are getting a lot of backlash for not nominating Margot Robbie, um, for Best Actress, and, um, not nominating Greta Gerwig for Best Director. Um, so I'm gonna pull up the Oscar nominations, because I do have some thoughts on this. Yeah, my big Um, thought, like, is the Greta Gerwig Director nomination, like... It's kind of crazy that everything is being sprung onto Greta Gerwig when they're not celebrating Justine Trier, who made a movie that France literally said no to 
putting out for international film because she like opposed the prime minister's political views or something like that yeah celebrate that celebrate lily gladstone an indigenous woman who was about to give up acting comes in yeah powerhouse performance the first ever indigenous woman to to be even nominated for an award yeah um and i mean also america ferrera uh nominated for best supporting actress um and look i get it like they both they like barbie was this cult super great cultural moment margot robbie did a great job greta gerwig did a great job and I'm we're no and we're not by leaving them out, they're not saying that they did a bad job. It's just there there was a lot of competition the, this year for yeah. both of those categories. And I haven't seen Nyad yet, so I can't talk about that, but the yeah. other performances were really good. Yeah, and like I mean Barbie's nominated for Best Picture too. Like Yeah. It's so getting its I flowers. I do think I do think um that it is like I get where people are coming from. Mm-hmm. But again, there was a lot of competition. This yeah, the best was, director was, category is so stacked. Yeah, it was a crazy year for film. Um, so I think there is a lot of competition there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean that's kind of that's also kind of a pain because I feel like it's like downgrading the fact like Lily Gladstone yeah. and America Ferrera both being nominated. Mm-hmm. You know. <clears throat> Yeah, for sure. I went. I was at work when the Oscar nominations came out, and when I got back, I opened up TikTok, and it was just immediately Margot Robbie, Greta Gerwig TikToks, the whole for you page. Yeah, yeah. So that's been huge. Um, speaking of Barbie and Mattel, uh, Mattel has announced that they are backing a live action Bob the Builder movie. Oh yeah, and. Wow, that is something that no one asked for. Um, I you know what, really... Bob the Builder was my favorite show as a yeah, kid, it's... so I will watch this for sure. It's just silly. It's silly. Um, let's see. What else did we get this week? Uh, what's his face from Rustin? Um, oh yeah, Coleman Domingo. Coleman Domingo. Nat King Cole. Been... That's gonna be sick. As Nat King Cole? Oh, yeah. I. Oh, I didn't know it's about a... that. Oh, it's I... about. Yeah, he will star as Nat King Cole. Oh, I was gonna talk about. Well, that's cool. I was gonna talk about um, his the announcement that he uh, will be playing Michael Jackson's father, Joe, oh, Joe yeah. Jackson, in the Michael Jackson biopic. Um, who Coleman Domingo has been nominated for best uh, actor this yeah. year at the Oscars for his role in Rustin, um, which I have not seen yet, but I will. I gotta watch that. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, Chris big news. Tenant re-releasing oh. in theaters next month. I'm praying um, it comes here. Yeah, I'm definitely I going to see that Tenet. because I haven't even seen Tenant, so what? I don't want to wait. No, yeah, oh my I know. God. I haven't even seen it, and I think I'm going to wait until it re-releases so I can go see yeah. it in theaters. I saw Tenet five times in theaters. Are it's so good. It's so sick. I love Tenet, bro. I think I've seen yeah. it eight times total. We need to talk about the Dune 2 popcorn bucket. 
Because what, what the what fuck? About it? You haven't, haven't have seen you seen it? it? No. <laughs> Hold on, let me let me send it to you really quick. I gotta open up. Uh, dude, it's crazy. Yeah, I love collecting those popcorn buckets. I don't know what like big theater you have near you. But we yeah. Have- we have like, Cineplex. Okay. They do it there. Cineplex. Uh, okay. Here. Okay. Um, I, just... I I go to Regal usually. Right. Um, go check that out on Discord. Holy hell! <laughs> that shit is amazing. Here, I'm gonna download this. That's begging for. Um. And I'm gonna try to put this up on our screen so people watching you can see this. Um. Let's see here. Let's see if I can do this. I'm so we're still trying to figure out how to use this. Uh. Uh, like format. Um, let's see. But yeah, it's basically. It looks like a flashlight. It really does. Yeah, it's the worm. Uh, yeah, it's this is. Let's see if I can change. Nope, don't want to do that. Wanna, maybe this. Uh, no, no. Well, wh- let's see. If oh, I can here we this. go. Hold on. Can can you figure it out? We're trying to figure this out uh, as we are. As you are listening to this podcast, um, let's uh, see. Oh, here it is. Let's see if I can open this. I'm gonna put it up in the right-hand corner, people. If you can go look at this, um, it is up in the right-hand corner. That is the collectible popcorn bucket uh, for Doom Two. I think 2. it's gonna cost like fifty bucks. Yeah, and but guess what? I am gonna buy it. I'm gonna buy it. Yeah. Um, it's- I that can't even so gross how looking. It's probably unco- imagine sticking your hand in there, and it's just like your mid movie, and it gets stuck in your. Oh, it's just ridiculous. God, dude, that's crazy. I'm gonna yeah, put it so on the shelf. There, there's our Dune two bucket. I do like collecting those though. Yeah, I remember, I like Ant Man and Wasp, Quantumania. Don't get me wrong, it had his problems. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. It's probably like a two, two and a half. I didn't hate it, but it also wasn't great. Um, but the collectible popcorn bucket for it was Ant-Man's helmet, and then you flip it over and you oh, can that's put cool. pop. Oh, it's pretty dope. Um, I have the one for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh, nice. Um, on my shelf right now. Um, God, that is wild. Yeah. That is wild. God, that's so funny. We got uh, some pretty big news, too from deadline here knives out three will be filming this year w keep Um, pumping these movies out they're awesome yeah i know a lot of people hated on the second one but i i really enjoyed it i loved glass onion dude it was so fun yeah um we got our first well we got our first trailer uh for a few things this past week we got our first trailer for roadhouse um the remake of the 80s action classic with jake Gyllenhaal. Just um, guys being dudes. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I think this looks pretty sick. It looks fun. It looks cheesy and stupid, but I'm going to be watching yeah. it. And I'm sad that it's not coming to theaters. Let me yeah. watch it in theaters. I don't want to watch this at home. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, and we also got a trailer for, I believe it's called Immaculate. Um, the new oh, horror movie yeah, with Sydney I mean, Sweeney. I, gotta, I haven't watched that trailer yet. Uh, yeah. This movie looks crazy. Um, directed by Michael Mohan, who I don't know, uh, uh, what else he has done. I, it's produced by Neon, 
and Ooh. they've done some pretty good stuff in yeah. recent years. Um, so I don't know. I'm cautiously hopeful. Let's see what else is Michael. Oh, Michael Mohan did that one movie, The Voyeurs, with Sydney Sweeney and oh. Justice Smith. Um, which uh, all the pervs <laughs> of the internet will know that movie. Um, <laughs> I have not seen it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, I, from what I've seen uh, from this trailer, it, I mean, I think it looks all right. I'm looking forward to it. Mm. Um, I trust Neon. They're a good production yeah, company. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. We just, like, three hours ago, got a trailer for a movie called Monkey Man. Did you watch this? No. This is directed by Dave Patel. Dev Patel, sorry. Yeah. It is produced by Jordan Peele. Oh, and it you. looks like John Wick. Ultra violent, super stylized violence. I'm I I the the trailer is insane. Like I, I need to watch it. Yeah. Oh my god. Man, um, that sounds kinda sick. Yeah. Um, it's coming out on April fifth. I didn't even like I wish that they showed me this trailer earlier because it looks sick as hell. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh new Chris Pratt sci-fi thriller in the works after Amazon at Amazon following Tomorrow War success. Uh what success are they talking about? Success. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? That movie got reviewed. There was, like, there was the no reviews success like... for that movie. That movie wasn't oh my good. God. Um what yeah, is, I'm, what's the new one? Did I don't they even say? know what it's called. Uh, new sci-fi thriller. Um, for uh, Mercy. It's called Mercy. Hmm. Um, I probably won't watch it, but who knows? Maybe I will. I watched Lyft on Netflix for some reason. So Yeah, I don't know what you were doing there. Um, yeah, I mean... That's about it. Um, there's been a lot of stuff this week. Argyle comes out this week. Um, From or the tonight, twisted mind I think. of Matthew Vaughn. Love Matthew Vaughn. Me too. Um, we get The Accountant too. This uh, I am this so excited for this. Which I haven't even seen The Accountant, but I know Dude, I'm it's like really it. good. And I like I'm it. I'm looking a lot. forward to this. And get uh, this movie is endorsed by none other than Joey Swole, uh, which is the most Wait, random really? thing I saw on Twitter this week. Yeah, they I think it was on Discussing Films. They said they were like, yeah, The Accountant 2 uh, will be releasing this year uh, with Netflix. And Joey Swole was like the top comment. Um, and he was like, oh, I love The Accountant 2. It's right up there with salt for me. And... <laughs> It was. It, it's just been like screenshotted, oh, and all, it's all around social media. Just because, like Joey Swole, that's not someone you would like. You would expect to endorse yeah. a movie. You know. Did you? Did you see those Hillary Clinton memes? No. She tweeted or put it on Instagram something about Margot Robbie. And yeah. Greta Gerwig, and they changed oh, it all I, over to like. I think I, I saved one this. on my phone. God, it was really funny. Speaking of Matthew Vaughn, in big news, Matthew Vaughn will direct a musical written by Damien Chazelle. 
Huh? Oh, like, God. That, that. Yes. Yes. Yes to all all things involved with that. Oh my God. Yeah, that sounds fucking awesome. I'm very excited. I uh, love Matthew Vaughn. And Layer I love. And we peak. love Damien Chazelle. And we love Damien Chazelle. Yeah. Shut up, Babylon. And all of his oh movies. But shut up, Babylon. La La Land. Um. Yeah. So that's our movie news today. Come join us uh, on Tuesday uh, for more movie news. Keep you, We're trying to keep you updated, um, keep you in the know. But today, we are on the penultimate episode of our Stanley Kubrick deep dive. Yes, I used a big word. Um, I'm very proud of big myself, word. too. Um so today we are talking about uh, my number two film of favorite film of all time. Um, Evan, I don't know where it lands for you, but this is um, my number two Stanley Kubrick movie of all time. I love, I, I, yeah, um, yeah. I actually is, raised it. This is, I think, uh, the greatest horror movie ever made. Um, yeah, we're talking about the none other than The Shining today. Um, so, a uh, little background on the film. So, this is originally a book written by Stephen King, um, one of my favorite authors, probably my favorite author, um, who, fun fact about this film, he actually didn't, uh, he didn't um, like this film. Yeah, because, he hates The Shining. Yeah, if you go and read the book... Um, it, this movie is so much different than the book, um, but I do think it's better than the book. I think Kubrick have you read does the an book? amazing job here. Yes, I have. Um, so this movie came out in 1980. Uh, this was five years after Barry Lyndon. Um, stars Jack Nicholson at, I think, his best. I think this is easily his best role. Um, Shelley yeah, Duvall. Yeah, or... Shelly Duvall, is who is astounding in this. She is so good. Um, Danny Lloyd, who gives one of the greatest uh, uh, child acting performances in the past 80 years. Um, and Scatman Crothers, who is just an the absolute goat. chad in this yeah. movie. I mean, that bachelor... We'll get to that later, but that bachelor yeah. pad that he has... Woo! Um, I want to live there. Um, yeah, this movie came out in 1980. Um, I, it made 623 million at the box office with like a budget of like 19 million. It was a huge hit. Um, it didn't, it didn't even get nominated for any Oscars. Um, the only person that won was Scatman Crothers, best supporting actor at the Saturn Awards. Um, (laughs) And Shelley awesome. du- Duvall was nominated for uh, Worst Actress at the That's Golden crazy. Raspberry Awards. And Stanley Kubrick was nominated as Worst Director at the Golden Raspberry Awards, which is crazy. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, this this movie has, even to this day, is a massive hit. Um, and yeah. It's it's a massive hit among the film community and just the like 
average moviegoer community. Um, yeah, it's like a household name. Yeah, everybody knows The Shining. Everybody knows the here's Johnny. Like, everybody knows that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's get into it. Um, well, I think for today, I want to try something a little different. I just want to break this down from, like, the beginning to the end because I feel like there's so much to break down here. Um, yeah, are you are you cool with that, Evan? Yeah, absolutely. Because so, our first conversation is going to be about maybe one of the greatest songs for a movie ever made with yeah. the opening scene of this film. Yeah, so we open um, with a tracking shot, like an air uh, out of a helicopter. Um, and uh, you're tracking along this valley in these mountains, and you're, you're uh, tracking this car that is driving um, this yellow uh, slug bug, which actually turns out to be Jack Torrance's, uh, played by Jack Nicholson, um, his car as he's driving up to the Overlook Hotel. And as you said, Evan, this is probably one of the greatest intros to film ever. Oh, my um, God. Boom, boom. Dude. Dude. And the the music and, and the... Um, scale of the shot is just so fucking impressive um and i'm sure we'll continue to bring up the music yeah Um, one thing i'm really curious did you see this in theaters at any point no i haven't i had the chance to go see it in theaters when it's playing they were playing it backwards and forwards at the same time Mm -hmm. um because there's theories if you play it backwards and forwards at the same time like layered on top of each other some imageries will like match up and it'll like reveal more about what the movie is about. But um, no, I didn't stay for that part. I just stayed for the documentary room 237, which we'll talk about in a bit. Yeah. It's the biggest piece I've ever seen. They played this at my like retro theater in October. Yeah. I wish I went, but I don't know if you've seen Dr. Sleep. Yeah. Uh, I saw that in theaters and it opens with the exact same song. And I was like, Oh God. Yeah. It just goes so hard. It's amazing. Um, and we follow Jack. He drives up to the overlook hotel. Um, fun fact, the outside of the overlook, all those shots on the outside of the overlook hotel, um, were filmed at the, um, Oh, crap. Uh, Timberline Lodge, which is on Mount Hood, um, which is about an hour drive from me. So oh, I've, sick. I've been there. I've seen it. It Yeah, seeing this movie kind of gives me bad vibes from it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but <laughs> the inside of the hotel uh, is, is shot, I think it's somewhere in Colorado, some lodge in Colorado. Oh, makes sense. Inside of it is shot in. Um, but yeah, we open Jack Torrance. We're introduced to this character. He is going to this hotel. He's interviewing a, for a position to basically be the caretaker of this hotel from uh, the end of October to the end of May. So about five or six months. Um, so this is the only part of Room 237 I want to share about. They talk about in this film... 
Um, so there, this film is is this film had literally in the most literal sense possible has a cult following. Um, people are obsessed with this movie and what it means. Um, and so there are people who have drawn maps of the Overlook Hotel based on the shots and they've kind of put together like where stuff is and the shots and they've basically drawn a map of how things are layered in the Overlook Hotel. So we'd see Jack in this shot going down the hall and then he takes a left and goes into the office um, of the hotel manager, right? And there's a window behind him. Mm-hmm. Right? You remember that? Yeah. That window is impossible. That when there should not they because um because of how the map of the hotel is layered um or is layered out is that there should be just be wall behind that. There should not be a it's impossible for there to be a window there, which I've always found especially after watching the documentary I find so interesting. Um <coughs> I don't think Kubrick make, makes mistakes. I think he was too st- smart to make yeah. dumb mistakes like that. Um, so, yeah, that is the first thing that's kind of off about this situation is that there's there can't be a window there. You know, it's impossible. Um, I kind of want to watch this movie because I like enjoying. It's I, funny to watch conspiracy theory nuts go off. Yeah, there there is some topics that they touch on that I I could see agreeing with, and I'll bring up some of them later. Yeah. Um, but most of it is bullshit. Um, but like if you're like folding laundry or cooking dinner, it's a nice thing to have on in the background just to listen to. Yeah. Um. So we Jack has this interview. Uh, we learn that he uh, was a school teacher, but now he's a writer. He has a wife and a kid, and we cut back to uh, we cut back to uh, the Torrance's apartment, and this is where we get our first interaction with Tony. Um, so creepy, by the creepy way. Creepy as fuck. Oh my God. Where Danny's like, "Whoa, Tony, do you think Dad will get the job, Tony?" And he's like. He already did. He'll be calling <laughs> mom in any minute. And then he calls Wendy and he's like, I got the job. And so first kind of little supernatural thing. And um then we get the first we get the first flash from Danny, the shot of the uh elevator door opening and the blood just spilling out iconic iconic such Maybe a crazy shot the most iconic scene yeah. in contention it's, for most iconic ever it's crazy it's crazy it's it's amazing um and then i don't know this i mean it's just this film man it's it's so so damn good um and it I don't know. It, it it means so much to me just because, like, I watched this movie. I was shown this movie. I'm 20 now. I was shown this movie when I was, like, 15. And Same. so I was at a point where I was, like, I was really only into watching 
superhero movies, action movies. I was a dumb kid. Uh, and I had barely seen any rated R movies. And uh, my dad was like, you know what? We're watching The Shining tonight. Your mom and sister <coughs> are gone. We're watching The Shining. And I was like, okay, sounds Those good. Those moments are so good. Yeah. And we watched it. And it, like, remained at number one for me for so, like, as my all-time favorite movie for so long. Because I would, even then, and that's what I, that, that's the thing I want to talk about is that as a film fan, as, like, a person who analyzes films, there is so much to love here. From the cinematography to the score to even the trivia about the film, like the tracking shots that he uses behind Danny when he's riding his big wheel. This is the first time that was ever used in cinema history. Really? Like, wow. Yeah. They, uh, that was like Stanley Kubrick's baby. Um, but even as like just a casual moviegoer, this is an amazing movie. It's Yeah. It's not like jump scare scary, but it is creepy. It mm -hmm. is Jack Nicholson gives off one of the most haunting and terrifying performances um, from uh, one of the most terrifying performances from an actor ever. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and like one thing I want to touch on is how well this movie is paced. It's a long movie. Yeah. Two and a half. But you could show this to anybody. <clears throat> Sorry. And it, it just blows past. Yeah. And yeah, it's like Stanley Kubrick does not have the most approachable movies. Most people mm -hmm. don't like his movies, but this one, it's yeah, it's like you said. It, you could show I mean, it to somebody for fun. Like when I my brother showed it to me when I was like fourteen and I watched it and the ending hit and I didn't know what the fuck was going on or what to think. And I was like, That was cool as hell. Yeah. And then watching it again, it's like just it just every time you watch it, you kind of just are in awe. You pick up a bit more. You appreciate it more. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many little things to pick up that you're not going to pick up all of them the first watch. You know, like um, there is one thing. So there's a lot of like tiny little moments like you really have to be paying attention to catch it here. Uh, where Jack Nicholson will look into the camera for like a split second oh, really? and then look back. Um, huh. And at, at first he started doing it on an accident, but Stanley Kubrick was like, oh, this is kind of sick because it's going to make the audience feel like he's coming after them next. And so he let him keep doing it. So there are instances where like he'll look into the camera and just like. Dude, I'm about to watch The Shining again today. It's so good. Um <laughs> Uh, all right. Where does this rank among your Jack Nicholson performances? <clears throat> it's probably tied with One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest because they're very well. The movies are very different vibes. The mm -hmm. characters are both crazy. Um, it's probably like acting wise, this is number one. But I love the character of. McMurphy in yeah. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. He's so fucking funny. Um, so it's hard. They're very different movies, so like that's why I kind of have them at the same level for yeah. different categories. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I love One Flew Over 
I think it's amazing. Um, I think he does a great job in that film. But I think this is, I think this is like top five performances in any movie ever. Yeah. Um, I mean, he is amazing here. Um, like just that he's not like, it's hard to catch it. He gets more obviously insane, uh, as the movie goes on. But even from the beginning, you're like, there's something off with this guy. Yeah. Um, there's just like Jack Nicholson was just able to get this look in his eyes where it was just like nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Um, which I think is unbelievable. Um, but then we get those scenes of just pure insanity. Um, like when he's following, um, Wendy up the stairs. Oh my God. Wendy? Darling, light of my life. <laughs> not I, gonna, hurt not you. gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your bash fucking brains in. brains in. Bash him right the fuck in. Oh my it's, god. God, dude. So good. It's so good. His enunciation is just insane. It's so like, it just pops. Yeah, he he really killed it here. And that transfers me into another thing I want to talk about. Um, this this filming experience because it's been talked about a lot about this uh, about this set um, specifically pertaining to Shelley Duvall, um, who again yes. I just want to say this because she gets so much hate for this role. Um, she is astounding here. She is yeah. so good at playing that terrified innocent wife. I mean, oh, God, dude, she is amazing. But there are stories told about this set that Stanley Kubrick kept things a certain way that made it probably one of the most stressful sets to ever work on. Um, yeah, he's a <clears throat> perfectionist, to say the least, when it comes to filming movies. Yeah. Um, I was looking through the trivia. I think the... There was one shot, I think it was 147 takes or something insane like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, here it is. It ha- yeah, this movie has the Guinness Book of World Records for most takes. The scene where Wendy is backing up the stairs swinging the baseball bat was shot 127 times. God damn. Oh. However, the both steady cam operator, Garrett Brown, and assistant editor say this is in- inaccurate. Oh. It's a lot. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even you look at Shelley Duvall's career after this, and just like her life, and yeah, it really just kind. I mean, she was huge in the seventies, um, and she did like, she did like a couple movies after this, a few in the eighties. And like one in the nineties, but then after that, she just kind of, um, she kind of goes downhill, to be honest. Um, and uh, it, yeah, it's sad because of this, because of this movie set, um. Because it was, it's also like she was in Annie Hall in '77. She was in Nashville. She uh, was in Three Women 
um, uh, Macabre and Miss Miller. I mean, she's in some great stuff from the 70s. Um, and it's just sad because, like, it's talked about. Like, Kubrick I, uh, kept this set. He wanted it, like, freezing all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. He, um, he constantly was putting his actors under duress and just just crazy sets um and i think this is something me and jagger talked about a few months back um and i want to get your opinion on um i think i can't remember what we were talking about it with um what movie we were talking about we might have just been talking about the shining i don't know um but we were talking about like um stanley kubrick like obviously not a great dude for putting all of his actors through this terrible, terrible experience. But out of it came this piece of media that will that has lived on for the past 40 years and probably will live on for the next 40 years as one of the greatest things to ever be made. So at the end of the day, do you think that it's worth, like he's like, I know I'm putting you through all these terrible things, but we are making one of the greatest pieces of media ever made. Do you think that that's, like, worth it? Yeah, it's a weird question. Because, like, you th- you think? I-, I don't know about you, but I think about this a lot, where an actor's reading a script or something, and they're like, they can tell if a movie's good or bad while they make it. Mm-hmm. And, like, Stanley Kubrick's trying to maybe explain, like, get, I have the juice, don't you worry. Like, this is gonna suck, but it'll be peak. And... I'm curious. I'm sure, like, I'm sure what the... those are the words he used too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me cook. This is what he said to Shelley Duvall. <laughs> it's, but it's a curious, it's like a really interesting thought that do you think they knew how good it was going to be? And it, like, if Stanley Cooper got his vision across to them or if it stayed in his head? Because if they knew what would come out of it then yeah it's probably worth it they like knew what they signed up on but if kubrick's this locked up person i mean it's he's a Mm -hmm. mystery man and we'll never know a lot about him but in my eyes there's probably a world where he was like just trust me and didn't really tell them a whole lot about this movie because it has a lot of secrecy and hidden themes and all this shit so it's it's tough because there's probably a level of like just them not really knowing what's coming Mm -hmm. yeah i i couldn't agree more um i'd love to pick jack nicholson's brain about this movie yeah imagine if we got jack nicholson on the pod (laughs) yeah holy fuck retired from movies but he'll come on uh our pod hang out yeah he'll come hang out That'd be so cool, just to be like, so, Mr. Nicholas, M- Mr. Nicholson, how is it being like a, what is he, like a four-time, three-time Oscar winner? Three Oscars. Three, how is it being a three-time Oscar winner? Um, that's one of my uh, favorite interview moments. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, um, who I've always talked about as, uh, I wouldn't, if I'm ever a filmmaker, I don't want to do a bunch of interviews, but he is the one, one pe- person oh, I would let so interview good. me. 
he asks a fucking bet. I would love to get him on this podcast. Yeah. Kevin McCarthy is the fucking goat, dude. Um, but he asked De- he was interviewing like Denzel, Rami Malik, and uh, Jared Leto. Um, oh he's yeah. Like he asked him, he's like, "So I'm sitting here today with three Oscar winners. Um, they, where do you guys keep your Oscars?" And um, Rami Malik and Jared Leto were both like, "Uh, on the." just on my shelf and Denzel is he's like uh right next to the other two uh, <laughs> and it's like the most badass answer that's amazing that. oh my god uh um, oh my god but back to the shining um yeah we got sidetracked there um yeah uh performances are amazing the score is unbelievable uh cinematography is just the tracking crazy. shots are nuts yeah i'm sure we'll talk more go ahead i i said i wanted to point out um one of my favorite shots that i didn't realize was one of my favorite shots until i watched it again last night um it's the shot where jack is hacking the axe into the bathroom door yeah and it follows him the camera dude that's exactly what i was gonna say my god it's crazy the tracking shots i'll be honest evan i'll be honest that shot makes me erect yeah it is so good it yeah that is legit the exact same scene i was gonna say oh my god it's It's so satisfying to watch it track him Oh, God. and it like because the axe goes overhead and the camera like kind of goes up a bit too. Like it's yep. just yep. so good. Yeah. Oh my Stanley God. Stanley Kubrick just cooking. It's so again. effective. It's like he um, keeps swinging and then it cuts to the inside the bathroom and I'm like, no, no, go back and show me more tracking shots. Like I want to see yeah. it. Uh, so the thing we've always, the uh, main theme we've talked about with Kubrick is him pushing the envelope. Um, of what can be done with a film. Um, so obviously he revolutionized cinematography here with the tracking shot, which we just talked about. But up to this point, this is a horror film. This is a horror movie. Um, I think it has a lot of drama elements. I think it has a lot of thriller elements. But at its core, this is a horror movie. Absolutely. Um, and up to this point, horror there was not a lot of this. This kind of like started that uh, subgenre of horror of the kind of elevated horror that's yeah. very like slow and has deep themes and very psychological. Um, yeah, this kind of like powerhoused that and like uh, pioneered that genre. Uh, yeah, because up to horror- this point, th- your horror movies were gore fests which i'm not saying anything is wrong with that i love that you got your tcms your halloweens your uh black christmases the exorcist um but those are all like we are gonna fucking scare you and with these gory graphic practical effects but this this wasn't trying to do that this is we are gonna build a creepy atmosphere and make you feel fucking unsettled for two and a half hours um so again, Stanley Kubrick pushing the envelope, man, doing what hasn't been done. Mm-hmm. He does, and he doesn't stop doing it. We'll talk about it next week with Full yeah. Metal Jacket and Eyes Wide Shut. With Eyes Wide Shut, we're gonna <laughs> talk about it. Eyes Wide Shut, night or uh, otherwise known as 1999, a sex odyssey. Oh my god! It's my favorite review I've seen of that movie. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but yeah, this—I mean, yeah, this movie's 
unbelievable. Um, do you have a favorite scene here? Because I have one it's, that with every watch, it becomes more and more my favorite. It's the whole from the moment Nancy, or sorry, not Nancy. I don't know why I said that. From when Wendy finds the the all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Oh, and yeah. It, and all just that whole follow up from that is thrilling it like you can't your eyes are glued to the screen like you don't even want to blink yeah um for me yeah uh it's that uh interaction between him and delbert grady in the bathroom oh oh or sorry uh alex's alex alex's dad from a clockwork orange (laughs) apparently um no that that entire conversation it makes my skin crawl it's yeah so and the the color scheme of the bathroom it's just so perfect and um i can't remember who plays uh, what his name is who plays delbert grady um let's see philip stone that's his name he plays delbert grady um plays the dad in A Clockwork Orange and plays Graham in Barry Lyndon. Has worked with uh, Stanley Kubrick a good amount. Uh, but yeah, that uh, that scene it, it makes it makes my skin crawl. It makes me not feel good because he's like, he's talking about correcting his wife and kids when you know that means like him chopping them up with an axe and uh it's just oh god i feel like that's where the movie kind of like takes a turn you know like is like okay now we're like it's gonna be like just pedal to the metal for the rest of the time um so that's my favorite um all the scenes with the bartender are phenomenal too oh yeah how you doing, Lloyd? You're the best bartender around. Um, yeah. And let's talk about, before we go, I mean, one of the last things I want to talk about, the ending. I still yeah. don't, I have watched this movie eight times. I still don't understand. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I am the exact same way. And also... I don't particularly care to try and figure it out. Yeah. I don't think it's meant to be dwelled upon, like to get to the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. It's I, it, to me, at least anyway, the first time I saw this movie, like I said, I just kind of, I went to sleep and thought about it all day. What the hell's going on? What is all this? And I, yeah. Maybe that's what Kubrick was trying to go for. Because, I mean, it's a crazy ending. And that shot of Jack Nicholson smiling in the painting is haunting. Absolutely haunting. Uh, yeah. But, and also, like, right before that, the shot of him frozen to death will never cease to creep me out. Oh, yeah. For sure. It's like the Blair Witch Project when the dude's standing in the corner shot and jack frozen those two give me the heebies like ugh. Mm-hmm. what about you what do you think of the ending besides like dude i honestly um i have no idea do they go into it in 237 
they kind of do but not really it's yeah i again i don't i enjoy it so much and i don't want to try to like make it this huge deal i just want to enjoy it as the greatest horror movie ever made and i think there's stuff that i i will never understand about it because again kubrick was a he was a weird dude um he was a genius and he was uh he was very secretive and i think there's we can sit around all day and talk about uh we can talk about like oh maybe this means that or uh oh this means that or this means that you know but i don't think anybody will ever be able to fully find the truth yeah inside of a stanley kubrick movie of what it means why he made certain decisions i think the only person to know is stanley kubrick it kind of reminds me and if i mean at some point we'll probably do a david lynch rundown but he's mm-hmm. famously said that nobody has ever su- like successfully given his correct interpretation of a racer head there's interpretations out there that people like and that are common, but he said nobody sees it as he does, which is really interesting. And I think The Shining kind of falls into that too, where it's just yeah. like there's masses that will agree on meanings or things like that, but we'll never really know. And that's kind yeah. of cool. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a masterpiece of film. It's. Go check it out. Um, yeah, I don't. Think we didn't really succeed at going scene by scene. We couldn't. No, we didn't. We I just can't. Yeah, we can't do that. Yeah, um, we tried. It's on Crave in Canada. Okay. Yeah, you have to rent it down here. Um, but it's worth it. Go One more it. scene I want to touch on. Yeah. Is when uh, good man Scatman uh gets the old axe in his chest and Danny Holy tweaks cow. the fuck out and the score spikes scared the shit out of me as a kid it still creeps me out the look in danny's face is so petrifying and the score is just like piercing your ears like kubrick really uses the score to his advantage here to creep you out with all this already creepy imagery it's just like reinforcing it yeah yeah um yeah it's it's so yeah, good. It's, it's so good. I love so, it. don't rent this movie. Just buy it. Just buy it. Yeah. Just buy so. it. It's perfect. Yeah. Um. It's it's immaculate. Um. Yeah. Uh. Next week, next Friday, we will be reviewing um. Shit, Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket and Eyes and Wide eyes Shut. And um, we'll be joined, hopefully, by the one and the only Jagger Nelson uh, for a reunion episode. Um, And on Tuesday, we'll be joined by my brother-in-law, AJ Fossmark, for our review of Platoon. I'm excited Um, for this. I want to watch it. So make sure to check out those. Uh, What what were you going to say, Evan? The only thing I know from Platoon is the shot that's on the cover and also like the remake of that scene in tropic thunder i've never even seen tropic thunder you haven't seen tropic thunder 
Yeah, no, I know. Dude, Dude it's my favorite comedy it. of all time. Yeah, it's it's, it's perfect. It's I so know, funny. Not in Borat, but Tropic Thunder is like up here. Yeah, Borat's peak. All right, you want to tell us the limited things you've been watching this week? Yeah. Through mine. Uh, I watched Ferrari. I went in with really low expectations to this movie. Yeah. It kind of banged a lot. It was really good. It's not super emotionally hooking for me, but Adam Driver as Enzo Ferrari is insane. Oh my god, his performance is so good. Like, I was glued to the screen when he was there. And I really liked Penelope Cruz. She was great, too. Shailene Woodley was the worst part of this movie because her accent was the like it was there and then gone mid-sentence it was really mm. weird it just would come and go the racing scenes are great the the sound design is amazing yeah uh yeah it's really good it's got a crash scene in it near the end that is bonkers really really crazy super gory yeah great scene uh yeah go watch it it's I actually have this higher than Thief. Mm-hmm. I give Thief a four. Uh, I gave this four and a half. Low four and a half, but yeah, I really liked it. Surprised me a lot. And then I watched Peter Griffin seeks fitness advice from Meow Schools. W. Is, yeah, they put it back on Letterboxd, so I had to log it again. Uh, and I'm going to skip over that. I'll talk about it in a sec. Then I watched this like short film thing so uh the there's a the radiohead has a like side project with tom york the singer and johnny green with the guitar player called the smile they have a new album came out today mm-hmm. and they did this thing where they played the album plus like uh some music videos and then tom york's solo album has a short film that's in like uh accompanied Sick. by it's on Netflix, and the short film is directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. W? It's like 15 minutes long. It's really cool. So they played a bunch of that shit in theaters. Really cool. Uh, yeah, I love Tom York. That's my fucking... That's my goat. Uh, now I'm going to talk about Twin Peaks for a couple minutes. I uh, I had heard that Twin Peaks Firewalk With Me, the movie, it's a prequel to the show, was one of the greatest horror movies ever made. It was terrifying. And I was like, shit, I need to watch this. And it was on the Criterion channel, the streaming service. So I was like, one day I'll watch it. But I can't because it spoils. It's like, it's a prequel, but you need to see the show. Because the plot of Twin Peaks is who killed Laura Palmer. And the movie's about Laura Palmer in the days leading up to her death. So... It's really, really cool. I'll touch on the movie in a sec. I just want to talk about the show um, a bit more. Mm-hmm. I blasted through season two this week. It's a long season. It has the first nine episodes are really, really peak. And then they kick David Lynch out of the show. And there's a solid seven episodes that are full filler. Very melodramatic bullshit. I knew about this, so I skipped them and watched a recap of them on YouTube. So I was like, I don't want to sully, like, ruin my enjoyment of the show. Yeah. So I skipped them because episode nine is insane. One of my favorite episodes of TV ever. And then episode 10 is when the filler starts. Mm -hmm. So skip that shit. The last, like, four episodes are kind of mid, 
like from the end of the filler to the finale two of them are pretty mid and then the last two episodes are peak the last episode is fucking nuts the last 30 minutes is incomprehensible can't understand it it's weird people are talking backwards like it's fuck it's just really weird but it's david lynch goodness the movie is sublime oh my god it's so good it's twin peaks with all of the amazing weirdness none of the filler it's not a tv show so david lynch is unhinged from like tv show rating boards so it's got lots of sex and like it shows more gore it's just kind of free from the like chains that he was locked on Mm -hmm. the pacing is immaculate this is like two hours and 15 minutes and it feels faster than some of the bad episodes of twin peaks like it's it's an amazing companion piece to the show that made me want to start the show again honestly and laura palmer's like she's not in the show because i mean she's dead like the two hours you spend with her are insane like the character development you know her from the show just from like reading stuff but like seeing her is amazing it was such a good movie it's my number two david lynch project film uh right behind Hall and drive so yeah it's definitely worth watching twin peaks to see this movie and then i watched the shining so my week was uh a four and a half and then three five stars so pretty good pretty good week yeah um this week i watched castle freak which is a 90s like b-real horror movie directed by stuart gordon who also directed Reanimator, which is one of my all-time oh, yeah. favorite horror movies. Just an absolute blast. Uh, Cow's Freak is pretty good. It was fun. It was cheesy. It was a good time. Um, would recommend streaming on nice. Tubi. Um, oh, I love Tubi. Sponsor go to us. Tubi. Love Tubi. I'm going to watch Bride Wars. I've been trying to follow the shuffle my watch list and just choosing whatever's at top, you know? So sometimes I get shit like this. I've seen uh, Brad Wars. <laughs> it's fine. Two stars. Yeah. It's it's really just okay. My review says... What does my review say? If the phrase, hey, I know that white person was a movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, I gave it two and a half stars. Yeah, I didn't it's, even... It's fine. Um, oh, my review says girls scare me. <laughs> How long ago was that? I watched that on September 11th. Jeez, what a way to celebrate! I know. God damn. But uh, Kate, Kate Hudson is smoking. Um, yes. Let's see. So is Anne Hathaway. Uh, then I watched the Spiderwick Chronicles. Gave it a rewatch for the first time since I was like eight. Yeah. Uh, that was considered like god tier cinema when I was ki- as as a kid, and it still kind of holds up. Shit's a blast, dude. Freddie Highmore just absolutely cooking when I was a kid. Um, I love Freddie Highmore, bro. He was in my favorite movie when I was a kid. What movie? August Rush. Oh, I've never seen that. I thought you were gonna it, say uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. No, my other thing he was in was The Water Horse. You ever seen The Water Horse? No. Oh my god, it's crazy. I'm gonna go look at his filmography right now. Um, yeah, Charlie and the Tractor, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, The Golden Compass. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, that movie goes crazy. Yeah, August Rush. He was an Astro Boy. 
Oh, really? Dude, Astro Boy cooked, man. Um, he was in the Arthur movies. God, he really was in so many movies when we were a kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what a goat. Um, and now he's in that one where he plays the autistic doctor, right? I am a surgeon! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, and then I watched Road to Perdition, a Sam Mendes movie. People are not happy with your review of this. I don't know. It just wasn't for me. I was really bored most of the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just wasn't for me. Do you have the, what are you, do you like that movie? I haven't seen it. This is the one with Tom Hanks, right? It's a gangster movie? Yeah. And it's fine. Paul Newman's in it, Jude Law, and Daniel Craig, and Stanley Tucci. So I had high hopes. The goat, Stanley Tucci. Yeah, love the Tooch. He's literally (laughs) one of the most delightful people on the face of this earth. Uh, I don't know why I'd call him the Tooch, but... I'm going to call him that, too. Yeah, the Tooch, man. Uh, (laughs) And then I watched probably my favorite movie, favorite first-time watch of this week uh yes my favorite first time watcher this week uh brian de palma's snake eyes uh, dude i own this movie i got a nicholas cage did like pack thing from walmart and i haven't watched it yet i feel like nicholas cage shines when he can just be as eccentric and weird as possible he like he isn't really that good when he can't just be Nicolas yeah. Cage. If you just let him do his thing, it is a guaranteed good time. This is just a cheesy-ass action movie that has goofy dialogue, goofy performances. You got Nick Cage. Gary Gary Sinise is in it. Nice. Um, Carla Gugino is in it. Oh, W. W, love her. Uh, you got John Hurd is in it. Um just a just a pretty stacked cast. Luis Guzman makes an appearance. Oh. Um it's goofy, it's fun, and I love it. I did it. not know that was Brian De Palma who made that. Yeah, it is I think wild. Sure, I... you're a number cruncher. Just stick to crunching the numbers. Oh my god. Yeah, it's, I'm gonna watch that for sure. It's so good. Uh and then after that I watched Noah Bombach's Greenberg with Ben Stiller and Greta Gerwig. Um, oh, Greta Gerwig's in that? Yeah. Was it last week we were talking about how you love just slice of life cinema? Yes. Yeah. Check this out then. It's a nice yeah, little piece I, of slice of life. It's a drama, a little bit of a character study. I enjoyed it a lot. I think Noah Baumbach does a really good job of telling these really understated, very human stories. Yeah. Um, I fucking love Noah Baumbach, bro. Have you seen Francis Ha? Yeah, I have. That movie's peak. I love Francis Ha. Huh? Uh, yeah, that's a great film. I've watched it like three times in the last year. It's so good. W. Uh, but yeah, this is really good. Ben Stiller great gives a great performance per usual. Greta Gerwig is great. Reese Ifans is in it, and he's great. Um, we get appearances from Jennifer Jason Lee, Chris Messina, Mark Duplass, Brie Larson, Juno Temple. Oh, um, yeah, it was a it was a delight. Uh, it was a good time. Um, I'm going to watch that for sure. That sounds awesome. Yeah, uh, it was very good. Uh, streaming on Netflix. Uh, and then yesterday, I watched Bambi for the first time. Um, don't really understand the 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, but okay. Uh, it's cute. It's nothing more than that. It's fine. You know, 
Um, Have you see. seen the long goodbye? With who? It's a crime noir from the seventies. No. Uh, I got it in the real talk raffle. Just curious oh, yeah. if you've seen it. It's uh, Elliot Gould. Oh, I love Gould. Elliot Gould. Oh, really? God, he's the fucking goat, dude. He plays, uh, well, he's in all the Oceans movies. Um, oh. And he plays, like, their rich benefactor. Oh, yeah. He's also Ross's dad oh. in Friends. And he is he is one of the shining lights of that TV show. He is so funny. I love Elliot Gould. He's a fucking Maybe we'll do a watch dude. party for it. Yeah, we should. Um, yeah. And then I watched Annabelle, um, part of the Conjuring universe. Are you yeah, doing was... a run through of it? No, but it can't. It can't again. Top of my watch list. Um, that was terrible. It was pretty <laughs> terrible. It was very, very, very terrible. Um, not yeah. good. And go watch sense. the other two Annabelle movies because they're way better. Really. Annabelle Creation is a fantastic time. It is so fun. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. It's actually good. It's David made by... Uh, oh, the same guy that did the Shazam movies and yeah, Lights David Out. Is, yeah, it's... Well, yeah, Lights Out. Oh, there's um, a Lights Out 2? Oh, is. God, that movie was such shit, but it scared me so Wait, really? Bad. I like I like Lights Out. Oh yeah, I mean it's terrible. It's 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 like no, I think really... it's like actually good. I'm not gonna lie. But I th I had a good time with it. You know, I think it. I think it's definitely scared the living shit yeah. out of me. Um, because I'm already as scared of the dark. Uh, like, did you used to do that thing with when you were a kid, minutes. where like you'd go in your room to go to bed and you'd turn off your light and then you'd sprint to your bed yeah. as fast as you could so the monsters didn't grab your ankles. Dude, when I'd come up from the basement, I'd for like all time sprint up there if the lights were off. You want to know something really weird that I used to do? Yes. I used to, uh, I used to think if I flushed the toilet, it would like I used to have nightmares of flushing the toilet and then it like flooding the bathroom and me drowning in the bathroom because I couldn't get the door open. Oh, God. Um. So I used to flush the. T my parents told me they'd hear me go to the bathroom, flush the toilet, and then me just sprinting. Out into the out of the bathroom, <laughs> and then going to wash my hands in the kitchen. Um, they just hear me peeing, and then that's that's so funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, that's what I've been watching recently. I don't know what I'm going to get to this week. Maybe me and Evan talked about doing a John Wick two watch party yes. tonight. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm going to try. Uh, uh, to watch more Silicon Valley. Uh, I want to watch how to blow up a pipeline. I want to check that out. I've oh, yeah. Really I've been good. needing to check that out. I don't know. I I want to watch... I don't know. I'm so pissed because I feel like I've watched all the the sh like the mainstream horror movies from like the 2010s. And I'm like, oh, what should I watch? Maybe a mainstream horror movie from the 2010s. And I'm Have like, you seen... The Ouija sequel? I've seen both of those, I believe. Yeah, okay. Because Mike Flanagan did one of them. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Both yeah, watch Animal Creation. It's pretty fun. Okay. Sounds good. Um, I saw I it in a sold-out theater 
full of like 14, 15 year olds that were very immature. And there's a scene where somebody gets hit by a car and dies, but their boot lands on the screen or just like on the road perfectly up. And somebody screamed out, what are those? Out loud, like loud in the theater. It was so fucking funny, dude. Oh my god. Bunch of meme lords in the theater. It was crazy. That that is one before we get out of here. Uh there was a when across the spider-verse, there was <laughs> when across the spider-verse came out, there was a video circulating the internet. And there was a theater full of people opening um night and um this and the the scene where Mott spoilers for Across the Spider-Verse, if you haven't seen one of the most popular animated movies to come out in recent memory. Um the scene where Miles like unzips his jacket at the end and is like, Mom, I'm Spider-Man. Some guy goes, Wait, he's black? <laughs> And the whole theater started dying. And the best part about it is like a week later, another video came up of a kid doing it. Oh God. But he, his, the guy, what the guy who did it right, his delivery was so good. He sounded genuinely surprised. He was like, wait, he's black. (laughs) And everybody was like dying. Um, and then this kid, he knew he was like, he knew what he was doing, yeah. so he was already chuckling to himself. Oh, and I don't Jesus. think there was that many people in the theater either. And he goes, "Wait, he—he's black!" And every and like nobody laughed. And there was like one person who was like, "Dude, shut up!" God, it was so funny. It was that was one of my favorite memes of last. I gotta search. I've seen the first video. I gotta search up that second one. Uh, yeah, it's so good. Uh, but yeah, join us next week for our review of uh, Platoon on Tuesday with yeah. my brother-in-law, AJ. Um, also expect a review of The Zone of Interest, which I will be seeing in three hours. Yeah. Uh, um, so I'm very excited for that. So yeah. I'll yeah, check out that next Friday. We will be uh, concluding our Kubrick deep dive with our reviews of Full Metal Jacket and Eyes Wide Shut with the one, the only Jagger Nelson um yeah and we'll, we'll probably drop a like a survey or something in the next week yeah so I'll, we I'll, put a, well, I'll, our... I'll make a survey before i drop this episode so yeah. we will uh have a survey uh in the link here we will uh there will be five directors on there um so click that survey vote for which director you would like to see um us do a deep dive next um there will be uh we'll do anywhere from five to eight options um and whoever has the most votes that's the next director yeah we will do um and again um and then the next tuesday after platoon we will be reviewing rocky which i've never seen um so i'm looking forward to that um And then that Friday, we'll be doing whatever director you guys have chosen for us. We'll be doing their first few films. Um, So, again, thank you for joining us today. If you want to find us on our social media, I'm Trey the Film Noob. Basically, everywhere in Evan is Evan0567 on Letterboxd. Please subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. Like our video. uh, Share content with your friends, please. Uh, We love the support from all of you. Comment down below what your favorite horror movie is. 
Um, and if you're listening on Spotify, please leave us a review. Follow us so you can be updated on when we release episodes. And if you want some Average Film Enjoyer merch, go to afepod.com. That is where you can find all of our merch. Um, so thank you for joining us today on this journey. Um, and we will see you on Tuesday for our review of Platoon.